Welcome back to When Mamas Rise Up podcast, where we empower you all to rise into the very best version of yourselves. I'm Liz. I'm Jenna, and we're a couple of moms who have risen up from losing ourselves in the trenches of motherhood, and we are here to help you guys do the same. <laughs> you can't look at me when you say that. I know, because I'll forget it, like, or I'll start laughing or whatever. Like, I have to look out the window when I say it. Well, I tried to talk a little bit faster during the intro because I was listening to it back at regular speed. And I was like, ew, like I sound like I'm in slow motion. Like, come on, pick it up, Liz. Come on. So, you know, always a work in progress here, but I'm trying to, yeah, kick up the energy in that intro. Was it Ed Milet or Andy or somebody who said like, you're not even good at podcasts till you have a thousand episodes <laughs> or something like that. I think it was Ed Milet. I'm not sure, but I was like, dang, okay. Well, it makes me feel better that we like don't have to be perfect, but we have a lot, like we have a ways to go. <laughs> we have a ways to go. And that's, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm reading, I can't stop raving about this book, The Slight Edge. You, it's, it's so hard. Like when you are working towards something like this podcast, for instance, like we're putting in the work, you know, and you see very slow progress and it's like, you just have to keep trusting the process and keep putting it in day in, day out, just keep pouring into it and just keep trusting the process. And that's the same with any goal, any journey. And it's, oh, I just love it. Did I say it's have to read that? You have not stopped talking about it. Oh my gosh. It's hitting hard. Yeah. Yeah. You're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. There's no, a lot of it, like, and it's with everything in life. It's like, if you have the right intent and you keep showing up. Those are the two things that like, well, and obviously working hard and like, you know, pouring into it, like the right intent, pour into it, keep showing up. Like it's impossible for you not to succeed. Mm -hmm. Again, we have to like lean into it's going to pay off. (laughs) It's going to continue to grow. It'll it'll be what we are manifesting it to be, what we're visualizing it to be. Um, It'll be cool in two years. We can look back and be like, holy crap. Look how much I love that. That's what he he talks about in there. It's like, you don't, like when you're doing something, you're not necessarily thinking of where this is going to take you. You're just, you're, you're right there in the moment thinking of, or not necessarily even in the moment you're thinking about like, I don't know. They use the example of like eating healthy or not eating healthy. Like you're, you're going through fast food. That food is not going to kill you right in the moment. So you're not thinking about what is this going to do to me if I continue to do this? fall, you know, go through with this habit over and over and over again. You're just right there. You want that instant right now. And we've talked about that in the past episodes. It's or like just, you eat a salad and you're like, why haven't I lost 10 pounds? Yes. Like, yes. We <laughs> have to, we have to just work on aggressive patience. Yeah. That's what I just, I just read that part today about, I don't know, where was it? It was like a few pages back sorry, cultivating patience, but it is aggressively being patient. That's what that means is like attacking every day, but knowing that it's going to take time, like being aggressive in the pursuit of it, but understanding that it's going to take time to pay off with anything in life, all good things, you know, they take time. Like anything that comes instantly is like usually just gone in just a flash. You know what I mean? He was like, I'm, I'll stop talking about the book in a second, but he was like, <laughs> you will never see successful people buying lottery tickets because they know they've gotten to this point by putting in a shit ton of hard work that you will never see a successful, hardworking person go out and buy lottery tickets. 
they know what it takes. They don't want the instant gratification. Um, I thought that was really cool. There's just like, there's, there's so many little nuggets that I'm just like, yes, yes. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'll, maybe I'll time into this episode today, but so the slight edge by Jeff Olson, hundred percent recommend. We'll put that in the show notes too. Okay. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> so we realize summer is four freaking months away. Really like three and a half. I mean, we are like, the way through February. Like, I mean, I would qualify summer as being like May, mid-May. Mm-hmm. So really well, in this, you know, we're coming off of our strong mom era series. And so this is like, this ties into it nicely, right? We want to continue with that empowerment and like feeling ready and like looking ahead to summer and where we want to be and not waiting a week before we're going to put on a bathing suit or a week before we're going to put on shorts. I remember this so well in college before spring break, you know, you'd go off to, we'd go to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, no, we went to Panama city. (laughs) That was like, that is, that's the wildest week I have ever experienced. Oh my gosh. We could, yeah, we could have a whole episode on those stories. It'd have to be censored. Um, but like literally a couple weeks before we were going to take off for spring break, I'd be like, all right, it's time to hit it. And I, I remember like I would eat like a turkey sandwich all day or I'd buy those lean cuisine meals. We talked about, yes. we talked about those lean Love cuisine that. meals. I, that. That's all I would eat all day long. And then I would go to our college gym and get on the bike and just, just sit there and ride for an hour, just sweat. And I thought that was the way to do it. I would do the elliptical for like 30, 35 minutes. And then I would do abs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then I would hit up the tanning bed. Yeah. <laughs> With your belly button ring. Did you have oh, a belly yeah. button ring? Oh, 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 hell yeah. And then I also had, you know, the stickers that you yeah. put on. The like, bunny sticker. We always oh, have Playboy the bunny sticker. Playboy bunny oh, sticker. <laughs> Girl, why didn't we know each other back then? It's probably a good thing. <laughs> I know. It would have been probably pretty dangerous. We- oh my gosh. Okay. So. We want to empower and just talk about kind of how to accelerate. If you are working on a health and fitness goal, like how can you accelerate progress and how can you work towards feeling your best? Cause this is when we need to start thinking about it. We're coming well, off that strong mom era. Time. Yeah. Like, yeah. so we're also kind of thinking, okay, like you've, let's say you've started kind of working on some goals beginning of the year. We're now in mid February. It's like, First of all, February is a hard month. It's like, bleh. everybody's just kind of like, man, this really sucks. <laughs> you know, just getting into that funk. That's what we've kind of noticed. We talked a little bit about it last week. It's like, everybody's kind of in this funk. It's like, okay, how can we kind of like accelerate a little bit? What can we lock in for the next couple of months to make sure that we are hitting our goals by summertime? Like what kinds of things that we can do? We almost, we almost started talking about like how to break a plateau, which a lot of, I think a lot of these things are similar with that. Like they go hand in hand, but even if you're not in a plateau and just want to kind of take it up a notch, like that's what we're going to kind of dive into today as far as like getting results and feeling good by summertime. Yeah. I want you to think about, because it's important to actually like visualize your best self. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about like, how cool would it be in four months to actually, for the first time, like I think about me, I'm, I'm still self-conscious in shorts. How cool would it be to just confidently put on shorts and feel your best because you know, you've been putting in this hard work 
for four consistent months, you know, or three and a half, whatever it is. And I, I, I just, I need be like, I want you to think about that, like actually visualize your best self. Um, because that for me, that really helps drive the work. It helps, you know, drive that. I don't like saying motivation, but it really but gets it me going. I mean, that's a lot of times where you get your discipline from is it's like, you have to visualize that person and f- like how you're going to feel like literally visualize yourself putting on the shorts, putting mm-hmm. on the suit and looking in the mirror and being damn proud, visualize and feel that feeling as if it's already happened. Okay. That is what is going to be where you like pull that discipline from. And like, you know, we've talked about acting as if before and like doing things for your future self act as if you are already that person who's achieved that goal. Like, what do they do? What does their, you know, like what kind of habits do they have and how have they gotten there? You know, we have to do things in that way. Um, because that's the, like the most straight shot way to reach your goals. In my opinion, is to just act as if you're already that person. It's kind of like like forcing you into visualization, if that kind of makes sense and manifestation. I like how you said, tie the feeling into it too. When there's an emotion tied into it, it's pretty powerful. Well, that's how you really channel that discipline. Yeah. That's, you know, anything that's surface level, it's like, if there's no emotion tied to it, if Mm -hmm. you're not going to want to do it, that's the thing. Like there's got to be emotion tied to it. Now acting on those emotions, like that's where we see, okay, motivation versus discipline. Like, oh, I don't feel like doing this today. Okay. That's an emotion. We don't want to act on that. But if you can feel the emotion of like how good it's going to feel when you put those shorts on, put that swimsuit on and you go to the pool with your kids and you're like love and life and you're not feeling like you have to cover up or whatever, like whatever your goal is, like we're putting a a big, like we're not meaning, I'm not meaning for this to be like vain, but like at the same time, you also want to feel good. And I know what it's like because I've been there. I've been very uncomfortable in swimsuits before. I've been uncomfortable in shorts. Like I'm speaking to my past self right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, shoot. I lost my thought there because I was going to talk about shoot before we, Oh, it does. And, and also it does not have to be about the scale. Like when we were saying like, I don't even, you don't even need to visualize a number on a scale like that. It's, it's the feeling of how confident you feel in those clothes, because that's, I just was having a conversation with a lot of clients that are so hell bent on getting to a certain number on the scale, but really like when you were that number, were you confident? Like what were you in high school? Like what, you know, why, why that number? So maybe it's not about a number. It's literally, it's about putting on the shorts and feeling good. It's about, you know, wearing the tank top and feeling confident. So that I just wanted to reiterate that because a lot of times guys, when you are doing the things we're going to talk about, sometimes the scale isn't going to drastically change depending on, you know, how much you have to lose or if you have much to lose. So I, I don't, I want to emphasize that like changing your body composition doesn't necessarily mean the scale is going to drastically move. So just bringing that part in now, the, the biggest thing, the first thing, the thing that Jenna and I have seen the most change and success with seems very tedious. It seems monotonous, but if you are not currently tracking what you are eating and drinking and everything, if you're not tracking what you're putting in your body, you need to start. That's number one. Yep. Like if you are trying to go about this and just quote diet or cut foods out or, um, just eat a little bit during the day or whatever, like 
you will not, it, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to reach the specific goals that you're wanting. Um, and that's why I love tracking macros is because I, I love the fact, like for instance, because before I ever started tracking, I was all about like paleo. We talked about that before I did paleo and I did all the other things where you didn't track the amount of food that you were eating it. But because in my head, literally I would think in my head, oh, it's paleo. Like it's not going to make me fat. Like I can eat as much as I want. I can eat a whole tray of quote paleo brownies and it'd be fine. When in reality, there was probably like 150 grams of fat in that. Right. I was going to say 300, 3000 calories for the day oh, later. Yes. For Why sure. am I like not losing is, weight? Exactly. And so we have to understand the science behind losing weight guys, because if you lose weight, it literally comes down to calories in versus calories out. And if you are not tracking that, and if you're not accountable to it and knowing how many calories you are consuming during the day, it's going to be very, very hard for you to start to see progress and specifically like hit certain goals. Okay. And this is another reason why I love tracking macros is because no matter what my goals are, as my goals change, I can change my macros to match those goals. It's not like, Oh, I don't know how to get from a to B. I don't, I don't know how to build muscle. I don't know how to lose, you know, X amount of body weight or, or body fat or whatever. It's like, you can literally manipulate your numbers and what you're eating and how you're eating to hit that. Like it is a straight shot. And so like I, I spun my wheels for years and years because I didn't understand this. And once it finally clicked, it's like, oh, well, hell yeah. Like now I'm starting to make progress and now I can literally have whatever goals I want, you yeah. know, aesthetic goals, physical goals, like performance goals. Like if I want to dive harder and if I want to start training for a race, like I can adjust my macros for that. If I want to do a bodybuilding competition, I adjust my macros for that. If I want to lose, if, I'm, if I want to get down to a certain percentage of body fat, I can adjust my macros for that. Like, and it, it's, it works guys. <laughs> so again, if you are not tracking macros, this is going to be the first step. And so we had, she had said calories in versus calories out. So what, if you are brand new to tracking a lot of times, there are some apps that will only track calories and so what we're talking about with macronutrients is, I mean, these are protein, carbs, and fats, which are made of calories, and those make up your total, total caloric intake. So just quick macros 101, there's four calories for every gram of protein, there's four calories for every gram of carbohydrates, and there's nine calories for every gram of fat. So those make up your total calories. But what she's saying is, I mean, you can, you can truly change your body composition by actually manipulating and making sure you're getting in enough protein and you're staying. So the calories you're making sure you are in a calorie deficit. If your goal is to lose some body fat. So calorie deficit, you're taking in fewer calories than your body is burning. Um, but a lot of times, like what I'll say is you can just be, you know, taking in a certain amount of calories and just focusing on eating less. Well, scale might go down. But really, is that your focus? Is your focus for the scale to go down? No, we're talking about feeling good in a bathing suit. Well, our body probably didn't change much. Maybe we lost a lot of muscle, right? The scale was going down because we were losing a lot of muscle and some body fat, but a lot of muscle. So you're just becoming a smaller version of where you started when you were when you did start to track. So tracking your food, but like specifically, like Jenna was saying, your macronutrients. Well, and I think too, a big part of this is if you are not working with a coach, like 1000% work with a coach. And this is yeah. 
like a shameless plug for both me and Liz. We yeah. both do this. This is what we do. This is why we're That's so passionate we about talking about it and how it matters. Because again, like Liz said, like, yes, you could be in a calorie deficit. That doesn't mean you eat a turkey sandwich for the day and that's going to be <laughs> full. Like it matters what you're eating and also the amount of calories still, like you want to be at a certain spot in your calorie deficit to make sure that your metabolism is staying up and make right. sure that you're having energy for the things that you enjoy. Make sure your hormones aren't getting out of whack, like all kinds of stuff goes into it. So if you are not working with a coach or tracking your macros, that is going to be the number one thing. That's going to be where you need to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, well, when she was like thinking about when I was eating a turkey sandwich a day, right. <laughs> that was a, that's a little protein, but <laughs> a, like she said, it's not sustainable. I was hungry all the time. Um, and then if you could see pictures, yeah, I lost, I lost weight. Cause it was like extreme. I was doing a ton of cycling and eating nothing. But if you could see pictures of me on the beach in my bikini, I should go back and try to find those. It's that, you know, the skinny fat, like I, I had, I had a belly. I didn't have abs. I'm 30, almost 39. And I have abs, you know, like versus 21 years old, 20 years old. Like I just became a smaller version of myself and it wasn't the look I was, you know, necessarily going for. Um, yeah. And then the other piece is a lot of times, if you are just tracking your calories versus making sure you're tracking all of your macros and you're getting enough protein in, um, you know, you're not feeling very full and satisfied. So protein is what's going to help people feel a lot fuller and help this feel way more sustainable, especially if you are in a calorie deficit and you're eating a little bit less than what you're used to, that protein is going to help you feel a lot fuller and you're less likely to overeat on few, you know, other meals because you're just starving all the time. That's what, I mean, that's what leads to the restrict and binge cycle. Yep. You know, like you restrict, you restrict, yeah. restrict, restrict, and then all of a sudden you binge or you're cutting out food groups. You're like, oh, I'm not allowing myself to have any bread or I'm not allowing myself to have any sugar or any or whatever. Like that's not sustainable. You know, if, uh, in life, that's not sustainable. So there's going to be a bounce back from that. And so like going about it in a sustainable way, again, with the guidance from a coach, tracking your food, but kind of moving on from that, like, let's just say, let's say we are tracking food. Okay. We've got that down, but we still are not seeing, like, we're still feeling inflamed or like just not seeing great progress. Like what is going on and what can we do to kind of take it to the next level? Like I'm hitting my numbers, but, but now what, like, I'm not yeah. seeing a ton of change. Like what could be going on there? Yeah. This is where I feel like I, cause all of these things we were coming up with, I'm not going to lie. Like, these are things that I was like, okay, I need to check myself on. I need to be real honest with myself. I took my progress pictures, my weekly progress pictures Monday morning and I didn't like them. Like they didn't look like they had progressed from a few weeks ago. So had to be honest with myself, the quality of the food. So yeah, I'm hitting my numbers, but I'm, I'm fitting in like chips and I'm fitting in candy because for no reason at all, it's, it's almost for me, it's almost like a snowball, like, I don't know. It just, it snowballs where I think, yeah, I can fit some of these things in. And then I do. And then it just, I crave it all the time versus when I'm just focusing on more nutrient dense, high quality foods, fruits, veggies, you know, nuts, seeds, things like that. Um, I, I crave that other stuff way less. And so focusing on the quality of your food is huge. That can be another shift. So take a look at 
what are you eating? If you are tracking, are you like me? Like, are you going to Chick-fil-A three? I'm not saying I was, but three times a week and you're fitting in, you know, those foods. Well, the oils that those foods are cooked in, those are high inflammatory oils. And they're, you know, are you fitting in ice cream or candy, sugar? My body does not respond well with sugar. It's inflamed. It just doesn't, it doesn't look its best. <laughs> that's like the one it's not a drawback. It's, it's what's really cool about when you track your macros, you have the flexibility to fit these things in. But when you are feeling like your progress is stalling, or if you have like massive goals, like, Hey, listen, I want to look and feel my best by summertime. What do I do? Okay. You can pull out the processed foods because that's what they are guys. They're, they're processed. They have a lot of extra ingredients in it. Like Liz said, the oils, all of that stuff is inflammatory to your body. So if your body is holding on to a bunch of inflammation from crappy food, it's going to make it really hard for it to respond to fat loss. Yeah. Like that's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. And, and check in with like, uh, yes, fit in those things on a date night, like live your life for sure. But for me, it was like fitting them in way too often. So check in, like, am I trying to fit that crap in every day? Can I pull, like she was saying, can I pull those out? And we talked about this on our, one of our strong mom era episodes, um, with the quality of the food, but it is, it's, if you have to constantly scan a barcode into an app, that's something to kind of be aware of. Like it's, it's just more plants, more things that come from the earth are, I believe that's where we started, right? We started with eating those things. And so I think our bodies, they don't know how to process these other foods. And that's just the way I, I, I can, I have been, on both sides where I'm working towards a big goal, right? I want my body to look its absolute best. And so I do choose to cut out as much processed foods as possible. And that's, I see the best results. I think my body responds so much better. So this is, we're speaking to people that, you know, you are doing the things you're tracking and you're like, why am I still not seeing changes? Well, that was a conversation I had to have with myself was, okay, Liz, you don't like what you're seeing. It's no one's fault, but yours. So what are you doing? What do you need to change? Had to be really honest with myself. Number one, quality of the food. So that's, oh, too, when you're ahead. looking at that, like, because sometimes, and I've learned this through like just new clients and people who are just literally getting started. They're like, I don't, they've never learned how to eat good whole quality food because we have so much processed food in America. It's not even funny. And it may have just been the way that they grew up. And it's like, they don't understand what a whole food meal looks like or how to shop for whole foods or what to do. And like the, okay. The one maybe drawback is that they're, they're not as like prepared. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time to prep them, prepare them, whatever. Um, but like shopping the perimeter of the grocery store, that's the best way to kind of describe how to fit whole foods into your nutrition is stay away from the middle of the grocery store where the cereals and the, like all of the things are, you know, the processed foods, all of the good stuff is going to be around the perimeter of the grocery store. And that's like a good, that's a good place Mm -hmm. to start. Yep. I always go in, I go to the produce and I fill up my cart and it's just satisfying. Like think of the rainbow. You want colors in your cart. So I start in the produce. What's that? (laughs) Not colors from Fruit Loops. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I fill it up with all the colors. And then I, like Jenna said, I move over to the protein. So I'll go over to the cooler and start adding in 
chicken or I'll go to the frozen section and get frozen shrimp or lean ground beef. And then I go over to the cottage cheese and the yogurts. So those are all really great protein sources. And then I do head into the middle aisles. This is what like head into the middle aisles for the rice or the beans or the, you know, like the seasonings season the hell out of your food. If yes, it's going to take a little more time to prepare and cut up some vegetables and roast them in the oven, but like season the hell out of them. And that's, it just adds so much delicious flavor. And again, I think, I don't know if this is a true statistic (laughs) or a true fact. Um, but I've, I've heard that it takes up to two weeks for your taste buds to kind of adjust. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't know if there is really a set time, but I have experienced, like if I'm really dialing things in right for whatever goal, and I'm cutting out a lot more sugar, a lot more processed foods, it's, it's about a week of consistency with that. And then I just, the cravings for the other stuff becomes less and less for sure. And it just becomes a lot easier to do. So, um, they're going along with that. I, if I am working on a specific goal with changing my body composition, I do, I choose to not drink alcohol during that time. If not at all, maybe, you know, here and there, but like for the most part, it's completely out. Your body is not, it's not able to burn body fat as efficiently. If you have alcohol in your system consistently, um, we'll go into this next part, but it ties into sleep. We'll talk about that, the importance of sleep for your goals. And, um, you, you're not getting quality sleep when alcohol is in your system. It may feel like it, but you're not like you're passing out, but you are not getting good restful quality sleep. So there it's very, very hard for you to actually improve your body composition when alcohol is consistently in your routine. For sure. We, I mean, we've talked, I mean, we talk, I feel like we talk about alcohol every episode, every, we, we can always go back to it. It's fine. But because <laughs> like alcohol, it increases your cortisol. And when you have increased, like when your cortisol is up, you're more stressed, your body is more inflamed. Like I said, again, when you have a ton of inflammation on your body like that from things that are foreign, you know, like I would even go as far as saying alcohol is poisonous for your body. Like it is, it's, it's poison. It, yeah, it is. So it's like your body's going to become inflamed to fight that. And then when you have that inflammation going on again, your body's not going to respond to fat loss. And I literally learned that the hard way. Like we talked about that early on with the whole, like, strong mom era of how much I was drinking wine every night. And I couldn't figure out why I wasn't seeing progress. And Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I wasn't super honest logging it either, but still like, I was like, why is this? I'm putting in so much freaking work. Why is this not paying off? And it wasn't until I finally just cut it out completely. I think it was the first time I did 75 hard. And that was the longest I'd ever gone without alcohol, like other than pregnancy, obviously. And it was like, holy crap. Like I had no idea after that inflammation was gone that I had never experienced. Like, you don't know how good you can feel like until you feel it. You know what I mean? If that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And think about, so think about inflammation as like, I always think about this or refer to this when I'm talking to clients Um, or inflammation from foods or alcohol is like, picture yourself at work, right? You're trying to focus on work and there's a fire alarm constantly going off. 
Okay. That's the inflammation. It's going off. Are you able to focus on doing the job that you need to get done? No, you're focusing on how can I shut this fire alarm off? I'm you're, you're distracted. That is your body responding to inflammation too. It's think about that. Like your body is not working to preserve lean muscle tissue and burn body fat and your metabolism and like get your metabolism going. It's focusing on taking care of whatever this inflammation is. It wants to, our body cares about survival. And so if we want our bodies to perform efficiently and get us quality results, like we have to be taking care of what we're putting into it. So that's, that's something that I always, I don't know. I always kind of think about that. I've never heard that before. And I really like it. Yeah. It just makes sense to me in my brain. (laughs) No, it does make sense. Cause like you can't focus on your body. Can't focus on the things that you want it to do because the first thing it's going to do is try to fight the inflammation. Mm -hmm. That's that's always going to be number one. So even if you're putting in all this work, it's not gonna, it's not gonna do anything because your body's going to be too busy fighting off inflammation. So getting that through, like we said, good quality foods, cutting out alcohol, we're cutting it way, way, way down. We're not well, to tell you what you can and can't have. Yeah, yeah. But the last, the last thing I'll say about the alcohol piece is, I'm a very disciplined person. But when alcohol is in my system, I may say I'm having just a glass of wine. But <laughs> that glass of wine turns into like all my discipline goes out the window. That turns into probably some leftover pizza that's in the fridge and, you know, the cookies or, you know, it just leads into more than I'm actually tracking or saying that I'm having, right. It's so that's more calories. So not only is it the way your body responds to that alcohol being in your system, it's also like, you know, you have to be really, really freaking disciplined. Um, and so that's, I don't know, I'm not going to dance around it. Like if you have a big goal, I would, I would not have alcohol in the picture. Right. I think, I think, I don't know how far we want to go. I think we can probably move on to the next subject, but <laughs> one more thing on this one, I love this topic. Um, just being, just taking extreme owner, ownership for like what you are actually eating again is like logging everything if it hits your macros. But like, I find that a lot of people will, oh, they'll have a bite of their kids mac and cheese mm-hmm. or handful of the cereal finish it off their plate finish off their plates I that is like the hardest thing for me because I love some mac and cheese like some shells and cheese and I hate wasting food oh yeah (laughs) oh like that is I will always do that but then it's like you don't think about how quickly that adds up so I could I could again be like man I'm hitting my numbers I'm doing all the stuff I should be doing okay well the last every day this last week I finished my kids you know lunch (laughs) even Mm -hmm. though it's just like a chicken nugget and a half and some mac and cheese or whatever it is they had like that those are calories. They add up and it could be just enough to take you out of a calorie deficit. So like, you know, being accountable to those things too. Um, you know, we're looking at all aspects of just kind of ways to tighten up. And so just again, think about stuff like that. Okay. Next one. Are we doing? Okay. The next one I have on my list, (laughs) (laughs) um, is I'm just going to assume you're exercising or you're, you're moving your body in some way, whether that's walks or like we talked about in our strong mom era, you know, you're adding in resistance training a few times a week with a daily walk. Okay. Let's say you're doing those things and you're like, I'm still, I still don't feel like I'm seeing changes. This is again, accountability to yourself, being honest with yourself. Okay. What has my intensity been in my workout? So I do, I have to check in with myself with this one too, is I'm lifting Okay. But am I, am I 
taking a five minute rest in between sets and scrolling my phone. Okay. So intensity can pick up. Am I, am I tracking the weight that I'm doing each week so that I can make sure that I'm slowly increasing that progressively overloading, adding more weight to continue to stimulate muscle? Um, you know, am I, what else did we talk about? Am I, oh, am I, um, like, are you using, are, are you flying through your set of 10? It's like no big deal. Or are you struggling yeah. on these last couple of reps? Mm -hmm. You know, like, are you going heavy enough? Um, if you are, you know, if you're walking every day, like I just kind of thought about this too, like say you get on the treadmill and you go to get your steps in. Okay. Are you just walking at like a one and a half on the treadmill and scrolling your phone? Or are you really getting your heart rate up, mm -hmm. you know, and being intentional with that movement and real, like, you're sweating a little bit with this walk, yeah. you know, like what, there's a difference here. It's not just checking the box, like the intensity and the intention that you have with your movement makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Right. So if you're taking uh, guys, I know, like when we had a puppy, when he was a puppy, you're walking him on his leash and he's stopping and sniffing everything and peeing everywhere. And it's like, it's not a very intense walk. So maybe it's, take the puppy for a 10 minute walk, come back or I'm not, I'm not everybody has puppies. You know what I mean? Like take the dog for a 10 minute walk. If they don't go on a power walk with you and then go back out and get your actual walk in, you know, get that or pull them along with you, get them walking more with you. But like, let's say you're walking 30 minutes a day and you're like, it's just, I'm, I'm still not seeing the changes. Bump it up to 45 bump it up to an hour if you can, you know, and it doesn't have to be an hour straight, do 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes in the evening. Um, just if you have a treadmill add an, add an incline, if you're already walking at a steady pace and you get the heart rate, you're, you're getting your heart rate up, pick up the intensity by adding an incline. Um, if you have access to, you know, what I used to do is I didn't have a fancy weighted vest when I first started adding in weighted walks. Um, so I took an old, junky backpack and I would throw some of our plates, our weighted plates from our set of equipment in the basement. And I would, I started with like 20 pounds and put it on my backpack or put it on my back and walked, did my 45 minute walk because 45 minutes of walking wasn't enough for me. I was ready to pick it up a notch and uh man, my body responded really well to that for sure. So if you have access to a weighted vest, I finally I finally bought a nice weighted vest and, um, I I'm ready to add a little more weight to that too. I'm at 20 pounds now. I'm going to add more to it. So just little things like that to really pick up the intensity, being honest with yourself. Okay. Can I walk a little bit faster on my walks? Can I get my heart rate up a little bit more? Maybe that's where you start. Maybe you add 10 more minutes in a day of walking. Yep. So again, just being intentional with your movements, pushing yourself in your workouts, like, are you just doing yoga for your workouts or are you challenging yourself and lifting weights again? Like weight lift. Listen, I'm not hating on yoga. I see how you're staring at me. Liz is a yoga teacher. <laughs> you can't just say just, are okay, you okay. just doing no, yoga? I my ass when I did that yoga class with her, it was very hard. But is but, that your only right. form of exercise? I got right. you. Are we lifting weights? Because again, back to, again, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. You, in order to change your body composition, you have to add resistance training. So whether that is, if you, if you have access to weights, fantastic. If you don't get some resistance bands, um, start there, do some type of resistance because that is going to be what strengthens your muscle, like your muscle tissue, the more muscle tissue that you have, the stronger that it is, the higher your metabolism, the more body fat you're going to burn. This is how it works. 
So you cannot change your body composition without adding any kind of resistance training. You can't become a cardio bunny and just run on the treadmill for three hours. Like you're not going to get the results that you're wanting from that. We've tried. Trust us. We're speaking yeah. from personal experience. I know. That's the thing is all of this, we're speaking from experience. And it's like, if you want your ideal body composition, like, and I can pretty much guarantee, I can tell you what it looks like, you know, almost everybody kind of has this ideal body composition and it's not going to be that quote skinny fat, because yeah. again, that's, you're not going to feel confident in that. You know, you want to be healthy. You want to be lean. You want to be toned most. I mean, I hate speaking for people, but most people we work with females, that's what they want. Yeah. That's the goal. So feeling good in your skin, but also just being stronger. You feel good. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have more energy when you lift your metabolism is higher. Like you can eat more food. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's when you are lifting and adding in strength training, like the benefits pay off in so many other areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, quality sleep, check in with your sleep. If you wake up feeling exhausted, if you, you know, you're staying up real late and still getting up early to do a workout, you know, we should be, I shoot for seven to nine hours. I know that's not, it's just not ideal. It's not what's the word realistic for everyone, but focus on getting to bed earlier and not staying up scrolling on your phone. Cause that's not only an issue for the amount of hours you're getting in, but if you're on, it's like that, it's the blue light, right? If you're on your phone, that's kind of stimulating everything. And it's, it's keeping you from getting into that quality sleep or deep sleep. Um, so I always, try to be off my phone. If I have to be on it working, I have my blue light blocker <laughs> glasses, whether they work or not. I don't know. Um, dark, really dark room, cooler temperatures. That's going to help with quality sleep. Flannel <laughs> sheets. I haven't been <laughs> sleeping good. And I'm like, it's been warmer out lately. So the house isn't getting as cold as night at night. And I'm like, is it the flannel sheets? The flannel sheets. <laughs> If you guys don't know, like we talked about, I mean, we didn't talk about it on here. When I went to stay with Liz, I, I get like night sweats for whatever reason. Like I sweat when I sleep really bad. And so I have to have it really cold in the house. And so Liz was like, I have these really wonderful flannel sheets. I want to put on the guest bed and I'm like, we'll try it, but I get really hot, you know? So we sleep on these flannel sheets. So we get home and Kyle is like hooked. He's like, (laughs) flannel sheets. I was so excited about the sheets. Let me tell you, it's all I yeah, talked about. So now we had, we had to get the flannel sheets for our house and yeah. I Is it real to, hot for you at night? I just have to sleep in shorts now. Like I, cause I usually slept in sweatpants, but oh, now okay. I sleep in shorts. It's, <laughs> we can do it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, sleep guys too. I remember coming. I mean, if you are postpartum, gosh, Hayden was the worst sleeper. And it was like, I, that was another part of my journey. I would get so frustrated about, cause it was like, man, I swear if I could just get some good sleep, mm-hmm. like I could get this inflammation down. I could get my body responding. I could feel good during the day, all of this, like, but that is out of your control. Mm-hmm. So we have to think about what are the things that are in your control? Like if you are dealing with a newborn or, you know, young kids that just aren't sleeping through the night and it's, these are the things that matter. It's like when you are laying awake in bed or whatever, are you picking up your phone? Because again, that's stimulating and that's going to keep you more awake. Mm-hmm. Like we have to work on the the sleep that we do have. We have to make it quality, yeah. you know, 
I think magnesium is a huge help with that. I'll talk about, I, I will never go a day without magnesium. It helps so, so much. Um, just get into that good, deep sleep. Cause even if you're not getting a full eight hours, whatever sleep that you are getting is going to be good quality sleep. I don't know if this works. I don't know if this works for everybody, but I added a weighted blanket in too. It's like sand. It's super Mm. heavy. Just that pressure that helped with my sleep too. Um, but back to the baby thing, my kids did not, my kids didn't sleep till they were like three years old. They didn't sleep through the night until they were like three years old. And so I just was a big napper. Like there's nothing wrong with that. If you have the time during the day to nap when the baby naps, take a 30 minute cat nap. And like, that makes a big difference too. So if you can get in sleep during the day, that's another option too. If you're not sleeping at night, that's another way to control it. I still nap when Hayden naps. Oh, it's the best. Like I've always done that. That's been like the biggest mom hack of my life is sleep when the baby sleeps. Yes. Yes. I love it. It's hard, but, um, man, those postpartum years are, are, those months are very, very hard, but figure out how to control the controllables in that situation or whatever it is that, you know, maybe you have a crazy work schedule. I have a lot of clients who like flip-flop nights and days all the time, have very weird work schedules. And it's like, that's even more important. We have to focus on the quality of your sleep. Even if you're not getting enough, like the quality of it is what matters. Yeah. So So. that's, I mean, that's, those are our four biggies. I would say is these are things that we have to check in with ourselves on too. Um, I guess it would go with the sleep is, is managing stress too. I think that that's a big one. Um, like Jenna was talking about with cortisol earlier, this is your stress hormone. It's okay for your cortisol to be elevated, but it shouldn't be chronically elevated throughout the day. Um, and so if you live a high stress life or you just have a lot of stress, like there are ways to manage that through exercise and the walking. And I, for me, it's getting outside on my walks and Jenna's doing cold plunges. Those are helping. Um, I mean, I have apps that I recommend to clients that are like meditation guide apps where I never would have thought would have helped me, but as cheesy as it sounds, just taking five minutes to breathe with some guidance. It's huge. Listen, I, well, we, I told you all last week that I started therapy and like, honestly, this for like the first couple of weeks, we are literally just working on figuring, like she's teaching me ways to get a handle on my stress and my anxiety, mm. like when it flares up and what to do. And it's literally just learning like breathing techniques and all these other things. And it's like, as cheesy as that sounds, it's been, what's kind of like saved me, you know, Is she and- teaching you box breathing. Oh yeah. I've been doing okay. all the box. Teach yeah. us, tell us about box breathing. Oh, box breathing guys. If you are like, if you are in, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed, if you feel like things are just like out of your control, um, box breathing is where you, do you know what box breathing is? Isn't it where you, you breathe, you breathe inhale. In, like for, you start for like four seconds, you inhale four seconds, hold it four seconds, exhale four seconds, hold it four seconds. Then you inhale five seconds, hold it five seconds, exhale five seconds. And it's like, you literally kind of create this box in your mind with like the pattern of your breathing. Um, she kind of explained that to me and you like, you can take it all the way up to eight seconds, nine seconds. I can't do that because when I'm not breathing for that long, that causes me to panic more. Mm. (laughs) So with my, like with my box breathing, I only work up to like six seconds, (laughs) but that's honestly, that's what I do when I'm in my cold plunge. I was just going to ask you that to get you through it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I tried to, I've tried different things when I've been in the cold plunge to kind of like help me mentally, because I'm trying to just get the most out of it completely, whether it's like listening to music or listening to something or just being silent or whatever. Um, and I've found that just being silent and box breathing is like the best way to do the cold plunge. Um, so that's been, that's helped me a ton, but stress really does have, it makes a huge impact on your results. Like we talked about last year, last year was the highest stress I've ever felt in my life. And I could not see physical progress to save my life. No matter what I did, I could not, I could not lock it in. And I mean, a lot, I 99% of it, I think was just due to stress. My mm -hmm. body was just holding kind of so much inflammation. You can see it in my progress photos, like the inflammation that I was just hanging on to. Yeah. That we could put that one as number one is managing stress overall. Yeah. It's not easy. I know, but it's important. Yeah. Oh, tell us if people don't have, I really want to get some type of a cold plunge I, I, apparatus. I tell you the amount of questions I've had about that. Cause I was like, like, you got so, a filter and everything for it or what <laughs> pump. I have a plumber husband, which is very convenient for me. <laughs> um, so, okay. I, I've known that I needed to start these cold plunges for a while. And it was like, I was having a really, really, really bad day back in January. I finally bit the bullet and you know, you see all of those like ads on Instagram or whatever, like Arctic pod and ice pod and all those things. And I was like, screw it. I have, I have to do something like I got to do whatever I got to do. And we had tried to do the cold plunge last summer. Um, because we have a big like galvanized tub, like a, like a feeder tub that you get from like tractor supply, you mm -hmm. know, like a horse trough, a horse trough. Yeah. So we filled that. Um, and we were going like, just adding the ice route and that got, I mean, by the time Kyle and I both plunged, it was like all melted and it was like not cold enough. Mm. You know, I was trying to like freeze water bottles and freeze gallon jugs. I was trying everything, but I was like, this is so inconvenient that it's not even funny. Like, especially if it's something that I want to do every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, so I finally bit the bullet on this, like, I don't even remember what brand it was. Arctic something. I saw it. I looked legit. It looked legit on the website. A brand do, you do not want to order, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay. I called Kyle. I was like, I have to do this. Like, I have to start doing this. Like, this is going to be what helps make me better. Da, 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 da. So we bought it for like, oh, what was it? Like $700. It was stupid. Like, stupid amount. Well, then the tracking starts coming for this thing and it's in Chinese and I'm like, <laughs> you have to go through this like, like translator website to figure out where the tracking is. And it was like four or five weeks and it was still not here. And I was like, I couldn't get a hold of anybody. I was getting so mad because I was like, this was really expensive for us to like, not even know its whereabouts. I tried to reach out and cancel it. They couldn't do it. Whatever. Anyway, a couple of weeks ago, it shows up on our doorstep. Finally. <laughs> So it's this chiller that comes with it that like it's got tubing and you like put it in this like filter system that you put it in the water and it keeps you can like adjust the temperature of the water, which is really cool. And so um Kyle plumbed it into our like galvanized tub and it's like legit. And um it holds a certain temperature. And yeah, like we can choose the temperature that we want oh, it to cool. be. like in the summertime, we'll take it down, you know. Um and we have a hot tub, so we've got all the chlorine and stuff. So he's been looking up how to like add chlorine to it to keep it clean. Oh, <laughs> like, cool. All the things. So yeah. 
that's been the number one question I've gotten from people because I, after that, after I started getting questions, I was like, okay, I should probably start sharing. Oh, she posted this. it. She's one of those influencers. I know, now I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people. Like, no, it's cool. Cause that's now other people can try the same thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and so that's, everybody's asked me how I keep it cold. And so we splurged on that chiller thing. I don't mm-hmm. recommend that, that company, but like the actual product, like of what it is, is really cool of being mm-hmm. able to like adjust the temperature cool. Um, There's also benefits to contrast therapy where you, and you have the hot tub. So mm-hmm. I, I went to a gym it's local here and they're, uh, very big into like recovery. And that was one of their recovery rooms as they had a hot tub and a cold tub. And you would do one minute cold plunge right into three minutes, hot mm-hmm. one minute, or was it two, one or two, it was one minute cold right into two or three minutes hot and you do it for like 20 minutes straight. There are some recovery benefits to that as well. So you could be doing that too with your hot tub. Kyle and I have talked about that. I think I might do that tonight because I, I didn't plunge this morning. I was going to do it tonight before I go to bed because I slept so terrible last night. Mm, Night helps me sleep. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll try that tonight and see, but it's, it's, I hate it, man. <laughs> but like, I, I am starting to notice benefits of like within my nervous system and like being able to calm. like, that's the thing is it's like being able to calm your body when you're in that fight or flight mode, because the second that you get into that cold water, it's like you, you lose your breath and you start to panic mm-hmm. and like being able to calm yourself down and stay calm is like kind of what like recenters your nervous system. And so I've, I think that that's helped me a ton. It's been 11, 12 days now, but yeah, haven't missed. It's going to be awesome. I mean, that goes along with what we were talking about in the beginning is just doing those little daily things that they're hard, they're uncomfortable, they're annoying, and they're easier to not do, right? It's just easier and more comfortable to not do them, but they add up and you're already seeing benefits 12 days in, right? If you just keep those little things that seem monotonous, it's going to add up and compound and well, yeah. And that's, I mean, it's what we were literally just talking about, like the little things that you think wouldn't matter, like, mm-hmm. the, like the quality of your food or having, you know, working in cookies every night before bed or whatever. It's like that, even though it fits your macros, like your body's still responding to that. And that could be what's keeping you from making progress. And so in order to reach your goals, you have to make some sacrifices. And if you have a goal of like, you know, hitting, like feeling good and fitting into shorts, all whatever it is, whatever your goal is by summer, feeling good in your skin. Like it's going to take a little bit of sacrifice up front, but it's going to pay off in the long run because in three months from now, you're going to be like, damn, I'm really glad I didn't eat the whole tray of Oreo cookies. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because that doesn't matter. Like I I'm really big on like helping people see the importance of like memories over macros um, you know, where it is worth it to maybe splurge or it is worth it to have the cookie because they're your mom's homemade cookies or whatever, like versus an Oreo because you're stressed out. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference there, you know, or and it's just it's- a habit. I have to build it in because that's yeah. just what I do. Like give yourself a week of maybe not doing those Oreos every single day and the cravings will go away. You won't, you don't need them. It's a crutch. Yeah. You don't need that. Yeah. You are literally capable of anything that you set your mind to. Like if you tell yourself that you can't go without Oreos, guess what? You're probably not going to be able to go without Oreos. But if you're like, no, I don't need those Oreos. Guess what? Like your mind goes to work for you and is like, you're right. We don't need those Oreos. Like yeah. it, it, it's, 
the thoughts that you create in your head will dictate your reality and the way that you're, the way that you respond. And so food doesn't have control over you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? We you have, have control, control over that. That's what tracking macros does for me. It's like, I have the control. I yeah, get to decide how much, you know, I get to, I have the control of what I put in my body and how much I put in my body. I don't know. I just, and it's right there in, you know, in front of me, I can see it. Yep. It's not guessing. It's just like, that's the other thing is you cannot, you can't actually, I always screw this up. You can't manage what you're not measuring. And it's, 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 I don't care if someone says that they've gotten amazing results without measuring their intake. At some point, they're going to hit a plateau or a point where right. they aren't seeing these changes they want to see. And it's because you're not measuring what you're trying to manage. You're not measuring it out. It's the same thing. I'm, I could wish all day. We've talked about this with like savings. I could wish all day to have enough money for, you know, to throw all my money towards a brand new car, which wouldn't do that. Won't get into that. Like anyways, um, but I'm just saying like, if I, if I want X amount in my bank account and my savings account, I could wish for it all day long, but I have to actually measure what I'm bringing in. I have to actually track that, what I'm saving, where I'm, you know, where I'm spending, how much I'm spending on groceries, how much I'm spending here, how much money I take in each month. Okay. Where does this money go? How much do I put into savings? Like you have to actually measure that and not just guess and wish for it. It's the yep. same thing. Yep. It's just like setting a budget. And it's like, if you aren't paying attention to your spending and then you have a little too much fun and then you're like, Ooh, spending money's fun. Oh, I want to go shopping again. Oh, but you're not paying attention to how much money you're spending. Guess what? You're going to be broke and yeah. you're not going to reach these goals of saving X amount of money or retiring early or whatever. Like, you know, if you don't have goals that you're going for, like it, it's, it's irrelevant, but that's why we're saying you have to kind of tie your emotion to the goal so that you can really pull back to that and find that discipline there. So yeah, um, visualize that guys, visualize yourself, yourself this summer as the person you see yourself in four months, like with putting in the work, are you at your kids, uh, you know, baseball game in shorts and you're, you know, you're not covering everything up and sitting there in a hundred degree weather because you're not comfortable in your own skin. Are you actually in shorts and you're like, I feel good and you're enjoying the game and you know, like you feel good. That's well, where you got to tie it in. Other part of this is like from doing all of these hard things, you develop the confidence. So it's like, it's not even necessarily what your body looks like at that mm -hmm. point. You're having the confidence to show yourself because you have put in the work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the confidence part is huge when it yeah. comes to this. No, that's so true. Like I, I do, I have no problem putting on shorts when I know I've been putting in the work. My legs may not be at the peak where I truly see them at their best, but it is like you said, you have that confidence to put on the shorts because you, you know, you've been putting in the work every single day. It's, it's, it's a mind thing for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, just feeling comfortable in your skin and that the journey to starting to feel comfortable in your skin is by developing this confidence from doing hard things and making sacrifices and working towards your goals. Like that's just kind of how that's how it works. It's like a snowball, you know? So yeah, <laughs> that's all we got for today. <laughs> I think it is. It was fun. Um, so this entire 
call, like, cause we, Liz and I do this through zoom. So we look at each other, you know, even though we don't record these or release the recording, we probably should, we need to start doing that. Um, like on YouTube or something, but regardless, we're staring at each other and all I can see is all the snot that's on my left shoulder right now. <laughs> I I'm was just, wondering what that was. I know you've been looking at it. <laughs> it looked like, um, like flour or something. Yeah. Like, no, she's we had a meltdown this morning um, because every morning when the kids get on the bus, Hayden stands at the door and watches. And then when the bus came and then whenever the bus, you know, drives off, he waves and he says, bye bus. And he missed, he was watching a show and oh. it's bus driving off. And we had a complete meltdown over it. Oh, it was, it was very bad. It's so not everywhere. Not is all over my sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, Bubba. <laughs> But yeah, we made, still made it to daycare. I took, he was still crying when I got him there. It was like, Aww, yeah, it's hard. That's hard. I was like, I promise it'll be back tomorrow, buddy. Oh, but sweet Hayden. Yeah. He's got his third birthday coming up. He's three on Saturday. That's crazy to me. It's but at the so same crazy. time, I feel like it's like, it's only been three years, but I feel like he's just been with us forever. You know Aww. what I mean? Like I don't remember life before him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because but it completes like, your family. Yes. We we'll have to talk about that. I feel like that would be a good topic to talk about. Like when, you know, you're done having kids. Mm, I knew, I mean, I knew with Kobe, I remember holding him in the hospital and I was like, we're complete. Like it just yeah. felt complete. We, we had this, like, we can talk about it now. Um, <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. So, um, I remember like Kyle and I always said, okay, we'll have, we'll have two kids. And if they're the same gender, we'll try again for like the opposite gender, mm. so we'll have two to three, just depending. Well, then we had Harper and then we had Hunter. So we had one of each. So we were like, okay, we're done. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. We got one of each. We should be done. Mm -hmm. You know, and he was good. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, we're done. No more kids. But I always had this pull in my heart. Always. And I was just like, but what about number three? Like, who would this kid be? Like, I always thought about who they would be. And um, I remember just asking people, I mean, like, how did you know you were done having kids? Because I don't have that feeling. And people were always like, oh yeah, I knew. And I was like, mm -hmm. but I don't know. You know, and we finally got to, I think Hunter was like, he was three. And we were like, okay, if we're going to have a kid, like we need to do it now. We didn't want to space them out too much because Harper and Hunter were only 20, 21 months apart. So they were already pretty close. I was like, I don't want to have a huge gap, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. How the heck do you know if you, you know, so I prayed about it and prayed about it and prayed about it. And all I kept hearing God say was wait till you see who it is. That was like the, that was all I heard in my head. Aww. And so we were like, okay, I think he we're gave you Hayden for a reason. And so we tried one time. <laughs> and, we were, and honestly, after that, we were both like, okay, no, maybe we don't want another kid. Like that was way too close. Like, no, okay, no. Like, and I was pregnant. So, <laughs> and now we have Hayden and I'm like, no, 1000% I'm done. Like, this is exactly who I was waiting on that mm. night. It was like, Aww. I just knew, you know? And so like, I definitely believe with all my heart that like, if God wants somebody to be on this earth, like he will put them on this earth, you know? Mm. And it's. Like everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a plan. And like, he was definitely supposed to be with us. I, cause I couldn't let it go. I was like, there's no way I can live the rest of my life. If I decided to not try and just have this feeling of like, 
you know, like I said, God kept saying, wait till you see who it is. And now oh. look at him. Oh, <laughs> Hayden's just the best. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. But yeah, like then I finally got that feeling of like, yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I got my tubes removed during my C-section. I was like, yeah, definitely not having any more. You know, I know 100% we're done. So it's I crazy. Those feelings on your heart. But anyway, well you guys it's gonna be a great summer yeah like we are gonna be feeling our best this year this is the summer yep but we gotta start now because we can't wait till june and be like oh but wait yeah i want to start working out how do i feel good in my skin you know just because it's warm like the work has to happen in the winter for you to get to that point in the summer Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. take it up a notch you know wherever you're at in your journey I can guarantee you that you can go harder. You can take it up a notch. You can tighten things up. You can lock it in. Um, and you'll just be proud of yourself at the end of the day. Just stay so. consistent with it too. Like you may tell you, you it all goes back to that being honest with ourselves. Am I really doing all these things? Am yeah. I, or am I just in my mind, you know, I did it for four days and I'm really proud of myself and that's awesome. But it does. It takes every day. It takes consistency doing it even when we don't want to. So stick with this, you guys, and you will be so proud of yourself come summer, whether you are at your goal or not. Like I've been on this journey for six years and I still am working towards goals. Like it never ends, but like getting to summer and feeling good because you have kept those promises to yourself for the last four months that is worth it right there. 100%. So um, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to share the show. Tag us. Were you, did you see something outside right there? Like I lost my train of thought. <laughs> squirrel? Was there a squirrel? <laughs> share the show, guys. We appreciate it so much when you share it and tag us um, and tell us kind of what you took away from it. We love that so much. It fills our cup. Um also, there's always like comments. If you want to like make a comment on actual like Spotify, you can do that too. We really enjoy that. Like comment on nice comments, nice ones. We've gotten some not nice ones. Oh my gosh. Everybody's just... allowed to have their own opinion, but you don't necessarily have to post it for everyone <laughs> to see. <laughs> We're just trying to help people. We're just here to help. We're just here to add value, help change the world. That's all we want to do. Like we, we don't need, we don't need the hate. So Listen, and maybe someday cold plunge. Is that the company? The, yeah. They will sponsor us See, when we went. Okay. So we went <laughs> the other day, Kyle had to go into Royal spa to like get some more chlorine for it or whatever. And he was asking the lady, she was like, we sell plunge tubs. And he's like, oh yeah, how much? And she's like, they're like 10 grand. Shut up. Yeah. They're really expensive. And okay. Someday. No, actually I just read in this book. Don't, don't say it someday. Cause some days never happen. Like it will, like you have to already think about it. Like it's happened. So we will have, we have this cold plunge sponsorship already. (laughs) I will get sponsored by plunge. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think they don't, they like, don't they have some kind of like deal with Andy? Like, I don't know. I know saying something like that. Like he's, he's locked in with plunge too. So that's, and that's why they have one at HQ. I don't know. A little, uh, random gnat or fly just flew in front of me. Okay. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) We will see you guys next week. (laughs) Thanks guys. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) 